What's up, hoes? It's HB Hoes back with another Succession podcast, episode seven, Tailgate Party. And I'm here with my lovely hosts, Sammy and our first HB bro, Jack. What up, what up? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Well, he's uh, here for a second time, but he's our first ever HB bro. So, yeah. Yep. Um, and he did, he did, yeah, horror was something that he did also throw on the table. So, I mean, you well, can yeah, it. that's, that's proper, but we're, we have a, you know, <laughs> like a thing now. So like, it's more <laughs> casual, but yes, he's a fucking whore. He should only be if you want to be on the show. So <laughs> let's see your rap sheet. Oh my gosh. Well, before we kick things off, I'm just going to run the spoiler warning back. Uh, Succession, everything is on the table up to date. So we're talking about episode seven. That's going to be the primary focus of this episode. But everything that's happened in the past is on the table. Also, I figured I should add this in. Any previews for future episodes or trailers, things like that, like we will also talk about that. So if you haven't seen all of it, go watch it. Come back. Yes. Okay, cool. We can get into it. Um, yes. Welcome back, Jack. Welcome back, thank Jack. You, thank you. <laughs> um, thank you, thank you. The last time that you were on, it was Kill List, which was really fun. That was um, a ton of fun. Yeah, yep. So um, I think this one's going to be fun, too. Uh, for those that haven't listened to that, Jack um, is my friend from from here from my life my friend outside of this podcast and um we like talk about succession all the time so that was the intro to hey do you want to be on the on the pod and now it's like elevated that we all talk about it so much and that's why we're here so yeah, yeah. um Gosh, is there any of these that you guys want to start with, or should we just dive right into Tom and Shiv? Because talk your shit, King. Yes. Um. You know, I'm dying to talk about them, so I think we should just jump in. Obviously, yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put the basic line out there. Fuck Shiv for life. Take it away. Okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I am on a podcast as the only person that's still here for Shiv. God, she's just so mean. She's yeah. so mean. And it's disgusting. <laughs> just, it really boils my blood. And you know what? I just wanted to say, I was thinking about this a little bit deeper this morning, and I was like, why does Tom and Shiv piss me off so much? And I truly believe... It's because I'm not a rich person. I can't relate to anybody else in this show, truly. You know, like, I can empathize, I can sympathize, but I can't truly empathize with Kendall or Roman or Logan or Jerry. I'm like, I don't get it. Y'all got fucking loads of cash. But a marriage? A relationship? That's something that I know. So I think that's why I'm invested. Well, I think a lot of people feel that way, too. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think that, like, seeing Tom grow a set over the course of this entire show has been just so satisfying. Like, I remember, like, going from laying down in bed watching the last episode of, uh, was we're on season five now, so season four before. 
Um, season four. We're season four now, so season three. Oh, uh, so time. season three. Excuse me, excuse mm-hmm. me. Yeah, just watching that last episode and, like, him going to Greg and saying, you want to come with me, Swartz? And I just, knowing what was about to happen, I was like, yes, yes, yes. I went from, like, laying mm-hmm. down to standing up looking at the TV. I was so fucking excited for Tom mm-hmm. to finally betray Shiv. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 no, that is, it's been a great character arc to see him kind of, especially because, like, Shiv is a bully. She's his bully. And, like, I don't know, it's nice to see him stand up for himself and be like, no, bitch, like, you're not going to bully me. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> I know. I think that uh, with, when I say that I'm here for Shiv, I definitely don't mean her as a wife at all, because she's a horrible wife. Um, I mean, <laughs> I like her as a person. But, um. Yeah, no, it is. It's nice to see Tom like bite back. And we talked about this a lot for the last episode because that was one of the first times that we really saw him and he just handled her bullshit with such grace. And I think that it was really nice to watch that like he wasn't getting as affected by her words anymore. Um, And then with this one, uh, this episode, it's like, of course, he's going to be pissed off. She's literally walking around like acting like his job is a joke and like that he's just so expendable. You know, and this is like, they're hosting this party together. He was really excited about it. It was like, a, we're back together. Like, look at us. We're doing great. You know, we're happy. We understand each other now. And then to go, like, learn that your wife is literally, like, putting you in your own coffin it behind your back at your party. <laughs> like, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I think it was warranted how he responded to Shiv in that. Well, I, no- it was good to see. Agreed. Not just that, not just that, but even just like at a base level, because that's like nothing we haven't seen before. And sure, Tom's grown to the point where he's kind of like, yeah, you can't talk about me like that anymore. You can't talk to me like that anymore. But also just starting off the party by inviting the dude that you cuffed him with and also the guy that you are actively trying to fuck. I would yeah. commit an act of terror. I would mm-hmm. burn that apartment down with everyone in it. Like, Same. no fucking way. That's crazy. Yeah. Same. Yeah, that's true. I know that was going to be, I knew that was going to be, because that's kind of how the episode started. Well, it started off with a really awkward him giving her the, uh, uh, like a scorpion, right? And along with like breakfast served, it was very weird. And I'm like, Tom, you really didn't think this through, bud. But, um, yeah, you know, know, reading between the lines, I think that that is a direct relation to like the scorpion and the toad. Um, and the scorpion kills the toad before they even get across the stream, blah, blah, blah. And then the toad asks, why did you sing me? And the scorpion says, um, I'm sorry. It's just, I couldn't help it. It's in my nature, you mm-hmm. know? And so I think that that was what Tom was trying to say, of course, with that. So that's how it started. But then we go to the, the funeral committee and that's when Kendall and Roman are like, yeah, we got to, we got Nate, we need to get Nate there. And Shiv doesn't fight back on that at all. So it's the whole thing started off bad. I was like, oh, they're tip Shiv and Tom are not, they're not even gonna make it through this <laughs> like this one day. No, which, not at which all. Which is the other thing, which is the other thing too, because like Shiv apparently worked in democratic politics for like 15 years. You don't know any other fucking staffers? Like, Thank no you. <laughs> Thank you. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yes. She's a fucking, she's such a bitch to him and like it. I agree that Tom's reaction was warranted this time, but he still had, like, I don't know, like, some restraint. He still had some restraint, even with the shit that he was dishing back. You know, I still think that he was trying hard not to go to, like, rock bottom with her. And she was 
trying to fucking push him there. She always tries to push him there. And I'm like, that is such toxic, disgusting fucking behavior. Like, don't fucking do that, Shiv. You're so good in so many other realms. Why are you shit here? I mean, I guess, you know, God gives everybody something. But, like, God. (laughs) She, um, when she called Tom in front of his face, a one-peppered menu item, I lost it. (laughs) If anyone ever called me that, I would crawl in a hole and die. Like it is, I feel like that's the worst insult I've even heard on this entire show. And that's saying a lot. And the fact that she just said it so nonchalantly in front of his face, in front of a very powerful political somebody, whoever that fucking guy was, I'm assuming very powerful. Um, And just so nonchalant, like was able to just that rolled off the tongue, like without any thought. And I'm like, wow, like you really have no, inhibition about or like i guess restraint is a good word about yeah about like how what you say and how it affects him like she just mm-hmm. doesn't care anymore you know a hundred percent that's like one of those insults i would like see on twitter and like think about for a week afterwards are you kidding yes, me? <laughs> yes it's burned into your memory that's when you put in your pocket and you use later if you see it on twitter. <laughs> Fuck. I, don't, I wouldn't even ever call anybody that and i'm normally a mean person yeah I don't even think I would call anyone that. Like, that's it. That was bad. Um, yeah. So, like, even just that, the the subtle, like, things that she still does, it's just, like, mindless. And, you know, and I think with him, she is kind of like a mindless machine. Like, she just doesn't know. But, I mean, he did. There was, like, the screaming match, was, which was incredible. I think that that was the best acting that the two of them have had on screen together. Um mm-hmm in the whole show and he throws a dig at her uh you know saying like basically like you shouldn't be a mom you know and which is crazy yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i don't he obviously would never say that if he actually knew that she was pregnant right because tom is not shiv shiv would say that to someone else knowing that she's pregnant because that's right um but yeah and so i'm like wow when he finds out that she's pregnant like that's the I don't I have no idea what that's gonna look like, but that's gonna be fucking crazy. And he's probably gonna be devastated about it. Like happy and sad at the same time, I can imagine. Yeah. Oh god, I forgot about that part. What a bitch. That's the ultimate like completion of their like whole relationship arc though, isn't it? Because like especially mm-hmm. with the like season and a half of Tom begging her to let him have a kid with her, just the kind of like Hey, I've been pregnant this entire time that we've been separated and fighting, and yeah, hi. Like that's when he does inevitably find out. That's gonna be devastating. Oh yeah, and I think especially yeah. because not only because it, like he's gonna think about the things that he said to her, but then also, um, you know, I think that that was probably like his worst fear is maybe not even not ever having kids, but having kids in in this horrible, broken, toxic situation like i feel like if anything tom would actually be the one person in this whole cast that would be a good dad and you know knowing that you're now bringing a baby into a world where like it's gonna know nothing but brokenness because his parents are so or his or her parents are so fucked like the relationship is so bad i'm like can you imagine them co-parenting no No. (laughs) not at all it's devastating as a fucking token i'm sorry like a trading card. Yeah. And she's got the money and the power to do it. So 
I, yeah. I somehow think that Shiv is going to be a worse parent than Kendall, and that's like a very high bar. No, I almost don't think so. And I think that I feel like for someone like Shiv, like she's never lived for anybody else. You know, and I'm not saying that this is a, you know, it's kind of like a token mother trope, whatever. Like, you know, when you have a baby, your whole life changes, your outlooks changes. I'm not saying that, but um, I do, I, I don't think that she would be bad. I think that she would try to learn from her parents' mistakes. Like, I don't think that she would be a bad mom. I think she would be a bad co-parent. And I think that that child would probably get used as, like, a power tool, you know, or, like, a power source. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. The, maybe that's an unpopular opinion. I don't I don't really want to just, I don't know. I'm not assuming right off the bat that she would be a bad mom. I really have no oh idea God. what kind of mom she would be. But I know Tom would be a good dad, though. So, Yeah. That's shitty. I really think she would fucking traumatize her kids. And I only mean that in the way that, like, what we've seen as her display of love thus far in the four seasons, she is not fucking affectionate. And I'm sorry, but, like, with kids, you have to be affect. You have to be affectionate. That is part of making, like, it helping them. Mm-hmm. teaching mm-hmm. them have them learning sociability and how to like comfort others comfort themselves like it's a it's layered you know and like i don't mm-hmm. have kids so i can't really speak on it but i can imagine like shiv i think that would be the hardest part in in her parenting journey and i think her kids would probably distance themselves because of that the most very similar to the kids and logan and their mm-hmm. mom you know it's the mm-hmm. same thing it's like even one of the most heartbreaking things, it was in season two, I believe. It's when Kendall and Logan go back to the house where the, the waiter died. And right. he, his parents and Kendall is obviously reeling and feeling horrible. And he there's a moment with him and his mom and he was like, you know, can we talk? And he just wanted her to just reach out and support him and, and console him a little bit. And then she just disses him like she's just like oh can we do this in the morning over an egg whatever and then she leaves without like it was just it was heartbreaking and i'm like that was clear that's exactly how they grew up like they grew up with nothing from their parents um yeah emotionally yeah 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 i know and actually speaking of parenthood um it was really nice seeing rava again this episode miss that bitch always loved her um and it was it was really interesting with the dynamic of what you're doing affects your kids. ATN is horrible. Your daughter is going through this shit. You know, what are you going to do about it? Like, or I don't know, just seeing like Kendall actually face to face with the fact that this is affecting his personal life, you know, and his kids. What did you guys think about her coming back? Or like, I mean, I mean, is it affecting his personal life? Though, I mean, it's affecting his kids. It doesn't really seem to be affecting him. He kind of just let it roll off the shoulders. He's just yeah. like, yeah, no, no, no. Well, well, whatever. We're fixing it. And everything I'm doing, I'm doing for my kids. It was, like, really, like, reminded me of every time Logan, like, tries to be sentimental, like, for the cameras in this show where he's just like, I love my children. And just dead eyes and nothing oh, behind God. it. Yeah. 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 Um, I know. I think it, that it was he, Kendall is, get, we'll talk more about just like Kendall and going forward and all of that. Um, but I do just want to say, I feel like Kendall is fucking so delirious and like, not delirious, but delusional. Like he just believes yes. 
all of the shit that comes out of his own mouth. And he believes that he's a good person. He believes that he cares. And, you know, it's like, it's, it's crazy. It's like the, the whole, what Jerry was saying, like, no one minds like uh, a genius. That's a little weird. I feel like like that, like some of the shit that comes out of his mouth, like even like, and most of it is just bullshit that is dressed up to sound better than it is or sound more important than it is. If you like yes. really listen to what Kendall says, half of the time he is saying nonsense. It is nothing he that matters. Totally thinking like in grandeur, like that he is like delusional to the point of like, uh, like I don't know how to explain it except for like gold and riches and like lavishness. I'm like, no, like that is not it, sir. Like mm-hmm. the clouds, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> Like, so delusional even with like the little acts that he puts on i'm like the what what you yeah. want them to pull off for you is fucking crazy like no one is bungee jumping off the stage yeah. like what what are you trying to do yeah yeah but he believes in that shit full-heartedly yeah full-heartedly like i know and it's I kind could... of like oh go ahead jack no 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 actually Um, I was just going to say, it's something that like, I see this quality in a lot of people. Um, I've had bosses that were like this, that just, they, they don't believe that anything is impossible. And I see in a lot of cases that that actually works most of the time, because if you don't believe that anything's impossible, then you're going to try your hardest to get shit done, or you're going to not take no for an answer. And I see that, especially with like entrepreneurs, that's one of their biggest like qualities, so in one way, it's like I feel like that quality in Kendall is what's what's helped helped him become successful. But in that way, it's also what makes him totally fucking dangerous, you know, because it's like at what point do you finally sit back and say, wow, like this is fucked, you know, he's or a flight risk. Yeah, literally. He's he, like he, he definite flight risk. Like, Total flight risk. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's weird with Kendall because I, like, I go back and forth on it just because I've known so many people that are like that. And, like, I strive to be like that a little bit more, just, like, being, not thinking so limitedly or limited or however you would phrase that. But, um, yeah, but we can move on from Kendall and get back to him later with all of the other shit that happened in the episode. Oh, one thing. I do have just, yeah, I do just have one thing, and that is, like, I think that you saw that quality a lot in Logan as well, though, throughout the show. Even just, yeah. like, with the uh, Pierce deal and everyone being yeah. against that and him just saying, like, fuck what you think, whatever. Same thing with the Gojo deal. Everyone was like, hey, I don't know if we can really do this. He's like, suck me. I don't care. Let's make this happen. Yep. Um, but with Kendall, it does feel a little bit different. It's less like I believe everything is possible and more just, like, actually manic he like when he has that like gleam in his eye he like comes off as a bipolar person he's actually manic yeah yeah he he definitely seems like he gets into manic states for sure yeah um whether he's fucking fucked up or he's sober like it's Yes. Yeah. And we, I mean, we've seen it like throughout the course of the show, like when he has a direction or a goal, he, that's where he gets that, that mania. 
and he's go, go, Mm -hmm. go and doesn't stop and won't take no for an answer. And then when something fucks up, as it always does with Kendall, that's when he goes into depressed, right? And so it's like, definitely, like we've seen that, and he is such an extreme person that that's Mm -hmm. why he's so scary. Because like, you just don't know what the fuck he's going to do or what pitfall he's going to fall into or, you know, like it's, it's going to be, yeah, it's, it's really terrifying watching Kendall, especially when he has power and yeah, he's unpredictable and like it's so scary with those extremes like you just recalled a memory for me when he I think first killed his dad or tried to and he goes into the bathroom and he's in there for like 20 minutes and Greg is like knocking on the door he's like are you okay like right. when I literally thought he was gonna kill himself I was like dude what are you doing He's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. He's scary as fuck. I don't love it. I, I love it, but I don't love it. Yeah. Yeah. They they were hinting at that for a while, too. Like, even, like, when they were trying to do the Pierce deal, and he's got this, like, whole billion-dollar deal going on. He's, like, on top of the roof on a skyscraper just looking yes. down, like, yep. nothing behind the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Very oh, scary. God. I hope that's not how it ends. I also thought... Tom was almost gonna fucking kill himself. Oh my god, no, not Tom in. No! Tom. <laughs> no! Not the Game of Thrones reference. Uh, god. Well, fingers crossed that we don't have a repeat. No, honestly, um, I think if Kendall was gonna was gonna kill himself, it would be in a very Tommen-esque way. He would just walk out of a window. I feel like that's yeah. how he would do it. Yeah. Oh, um... Sorry. <laughs> right off the top of their fucking Roy Co building. Jesus Christ. Um no, but it was Donald up so he wouldn't do that. Yes, they did. Yeah. 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 Because Logan probably saw like camera footage of him up there and then put it up. Which was crazy when that happened. And just another like don't talk about it, but like, you know, they still noticed it and still never i mean they fucking acknowledged it mm-hmm. maybe not with words but yeah i mean uh, he did like kind of try to kill himself with the pool thing that was the whole thing i know we need to get off this topic at some point but that was like they did have like a whole intervention with him They're just kind of like hey bud that wasn't cool don't do yeah. that yeah yeah um <laughs> I mean, I guess actually we can just uh, continue on the Kendall and then we'll just jump to the end and like how we'll let him throughout the episode and then jump to the end and what, where we go from here. And then that'll bring us right into Matson and all that fuckery. Um, So in this, and I think it's actually a really good um, segue into the, the end of this episode where Kendall is so fucking nuts that he's like, he pulls Frank into um, it's Frank, right? Not Carl, Frank. Frank. It's Frank. Um, it's Frank. <laughs> um, he pulls Frank aside, and he's like, you know, just a what does he say, a Frankie, um, a Frankie Kenny, Frankie Kenny. conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and then says, well, why don't we? Like, he tells Frank about the Gojo numbers, the sub numbers being, um, you know, inflated, and he says, well, what? Like, there might be an opportunity for us to actually acquire Gojo, and so I'm like. In the matter of four fucking days, all of this has happened, number one. So, like, immediately anxiety-inducing. And then Kendall, being on this manic phase that he's in, is, like, 
it's a smart thing, right? Not a lot of people would have thought that that was, that would be an option, but he went back and saw that it, it possibly could be, but it's fucking terrifying because I'm like, at what cost though? Like, what is, what does this actually look like? How would you pull this off? Like what? So, um, yeah, we can talk about that. Do you guys think that the, <clears throat> the Gojo deal is even possible for them to acquire it? Like, how do you think that looks? Fucking Shiv would be pissed. Shiv would be so mad. Yeah, because she <laughs> fucking set up the whole goddamn thing, the snaky ass bitch. <laughs> um, I think that it could be possible, honestly. I, the thing is, let's just, let me just put the context here. I know nothing about business, but <laughs> I do think that they could acquire Gojo because Kendall is convincing. He knows how to, like, you know, he knows how to corner people and just make him fucking do what he wants and shit. And I don't know, like, even if Shiv, I don't know, Kendall is obviously in it for himself. He will cut anyone's fucking throat. Yeah. So I'm like, mm-hmm. he'll make it happen. Yeah. So. Um... What? Oh, go ahead, Jack. I was just thinking is that. I think it's possible, and, you know, Kendall did literally say when he was talking to Frank, you know, one head, one crown, I love my siblings, I'm not in love with them, kind of thing. But uh, also, when you think about the conversation that happened right before that, and I know it's a little off topic, but uh, between Roman and Jerry, where Jerry's like, I will sue the shit out of you if you say one bad word about me, I want hundreds of millions of dollars, I want this, that, and the other thing, like, I know they're a multi-billion dollar company, but they're not all that liquid. Hundreds of billions of dollars, millions of dollars is a lot of fucking money. So I think that like from Kendall's perspective, he's probably going to try to meet with Jerry uh, to make this happen, try to get her back. She's going to convey those wishes to him. And that's just the perfect way to be like, oh, Roman, by the way, you're a liability. This is the first time I'm hearing of this. I swear to God, yeah, 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 you're fired. Yeah, I mean that's a good point. That's a good point that that Kendall can uh, can turn around and use that as leverage as well as Jerry mm-hmm. also using it as her own leverage um, for sure. Because I'm thinking like in terms of the Gojo deal, it wouldn't have been said if it wasn't actually possible, like financially or you know politically, whatever. They wouldn't. It wouldn't have been even written into the show as something. So I'm like, I'm gonna assume that it is possible. Um, if Kendall can get the right people on board. But when it comes to like Shiv and Roman, what does that look like? Because Kendall clearly went behind even Roman's back now to talk to Frank about it. Frank was his right-hand person this whole time. Frank was the right-hand person when Roman and Shiv were nowhere to be found for Kendall. So mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's it kind of feels like he's starting to push them out a little bit more anyways. Um, and yeah, I think that if, if the Gojo deal or the acquisition would be, is something that he pushes forward, it's not going to be with the support of Roman and Chiv. I think that that might be what, like the straw that broke the camels, it's what's, what's going to crack them finally. Um, Mm -hmm. especially because Shiv is in such fucking hot water now, like Mm -hmm. what's going to happen with her. So just in general. Um, yeah, no, but I think it's interesting. And I'm just like, oh, succession. Jesus. Can we just deal with one deal? Can we just do one thing? Can we just get through the election and the deal and the funeral and all of this shit that's happening? Like, how could no one could deal with all of this in one fucking week? No one. No. Could. Like, it's insane no. what 
is being demanded of these kids right now. Um, and then I'm like, yeah, and of course, Logan, his last big fuck you is like, I'm going to die in the week that everything in your life is about to change. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Truly. Oh, gosh. Ugh. Yeah. Um, also, it's an election week and they run Fox News. Exactly. Exactly. This is the Trump-Biden election all over again. Oh um, it's actually really funny because um, I saw someone, one of the Reddit theories uh, from a while, the beginning of the season was um, that Connor was going to be, he was going to basically not split the vote between the Deb and, and the Republicans in this election, but he was going to be a, at least a big enough percentage factor to fuck over right. both of the sides, which he is because of his four, five, six percent in Alaska, yeah. the fucker. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he's in his Ross Perot arc. <laughs> um yes he and i'm happy that he didn't take a um ambassadorship in oman i'm happy he's sticking it through yeah. he's sunk i'm happy he checked ago. with his woman <laughs> oh, that was so funny oh, <laughs> um oh, my gosh when he was like uh roman's like i don't think they're gonna let you anywhere around nukes and he was like well the, i that then I don't I don't want to be anywhere that's not around nukes. Yes. <laughs> Connor, Jesus. Um and then they're talking about Somalia and he's like, that's a little car bomby. And I'm like, oh my God. Like <laughs> very insensitive. So fucking insensitive. And like Connor, he's like a big sweet idiot, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Oh God. And he plays it well. I have to give a lot of credit to that actor because it's not the I would personally i don't think i would want to play a role like that because i have a leo rising i'm arrogant the fuck but like i just give him a lot of credit i'm like god it's hard to play a role like that yeah yeah it is and i think willa being you know they're fucking perfect for each other i love the two of them together um her being like you know him trying to like sell her like on the like the diplomatic plates and we can park we could drive on the sidewalk and, and she's like running people over is not a selling point connor like the way that they bounce off each other is great it's so and it's nice to see that she does support him like i think the connor the wedding episode where they had that conversation you can just like really see that like they're great together um yeah, so that's what we have coming up. We have the election that's tomorrow. That's what the tailgate party, the whole thing was, was the pre-election right. party. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. We get Mencken back. I saw that in the preview. So we'll see him for the first time this season. Um, I think Connor and Willa are with Willa's family watching the like watching the polls come in. Um, and then I'm not sure where that leaves everybody else because... I don't know. The Connor's probably going to be at his campaign headquarters. What was that? He's probably going to be at his campaign headquarters if he's not dropping yeah. out. Yeah. Well, mm. his, what are those? His Willa's mom's house? <laughs> what, like, yeah, probably. Probably. No, you're right. You have headquarters. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> actually, you know what? They might be in the the um, condo that they bought from fucking Marsha. For $63 million. Or- you mean the McMansion? Yes. Yeah. I, I have to say, it's a nice place, but like, I don't know, moving in right after your parent died into their place, it, it just seems a little weird. That's all. 
Well, like, he's been spending time with Logan like every day, and he's like playing <laughs> with a dead body. And, like, I'm just like, why are you going to see him so much, Connor? Like, he's like, it's very cathartic. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is fucking Connor is just so weird. He doesn't even mean to be, but he's just an odd duck. Yeah, he yeah. Is. Oh, um, gosh, but I guess, um, speaking of odd, should we move on to Matson? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Big Elon Musk. Do it. Yeah, basically yeah. the hot version yes. of the hot, the very hot version. Um, <laughs> he could send me bags that- of blood anytime, Bubba. <laughs> I gotta say that that jacket he was wearing was working for him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anything this man puts on or doesn't put on works for him. Yeah, truly. Yeah, I he was dressing like especially slow that party yes 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 you know what i still there's fucking sexual tension between him and shiv i don't know if they're gonna play on it but he is only in trusting her i mean she's smart but she's also fucking hot and i'm like bro why you came over barefoot from your jet to her jet because you're like i want to see this bitch i want to see her her titties and i also want to talk business (laughs) Um, I, you know, I really thought that there was potential now that he lied to her about his numbers. I don't know if she could come back from that unless it's like a moment of self-sabotage because I think that that's the only reason that she would do Like she gets really mad at Tom for something. So she goes and takes it out and sleeps with Matson. I feel like mm. that might, that kind of situation might happen. But I feel like him lying and like fudging his own numbers, like that killed her sex drive towards him it would kill it for me at least i'd be like you're really not as successful rich. as you are like you're not rich yeah, yeah. i'm getting <laughs> dressed yeah. i'm leaving well yeah so no, we that- have this sorry go ahead <laughs> i i was just gonna say uh that made me uh really laugh when kendall uh said that shit about like the Oh no, nah, that new money. This new money. You gotta hold the bills up to the light. Like that was really funny. <laughs> it was. Exa- yeah, it so was. Dumb. As if he's not second generation rich. Like as if Logan Roy <laughs> wasn't self made and came from old money. Um, exactly. It's it's really funny. Someone on Reddit pointed this out. Um, and I forgot to say the username, but I'll find it and tag it in the the bio. But somebody was saying that there's like crazy uh parallels between um, between Matson and then Kendall and Logan, like shit that, or Ken- Kendall and Roman, I mean, um, number one, like Roman and Jerry and the dick pics, the unsolicited dick pics, but then also Ebba and Matson and the unsolicited bags of blood. Um, the, the fact that Kendall's talking about new money, but also, and like how, um, how Matson has like fudged his own numbers or inflated his own numbers. And that's literally what Kendall did two weeks ago with living plus or one week ago with living plus he did the same exact thing. Like they're both the way that they're operating is incredibly similar to one, to one another. So um, it's like, they're pretty, I think they're pretty even right now in like their tactics. Um, Yeah. So with uh with what we found out from Ebba is that yeah basically what we were just talking about is that Matson has inflated his numbers in India um so much so that it, they would only make sense if there was a second India and 
That's a lot. (laughs) That is a lot. India is huge as fuck. Yeah, it's the most ginormous. I couldn't even say gigantic. And I just tried to put gigantic and ginormous together. I'm so sorry, audience. (laughs) But that is how fucking many numbers they don't have. (laughs) Yeah. There's what, 7 billion people on Earth and India has 1.4 billion of them? That's crazy. That's insane. I did not even think to look up the figure. Thank you so much for bringing up some numbers on this fucking show, but that's insane. That's insane. I think it's the second most populated country under China. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, the fact that that's the country that is inflated, that's fucking bad, dude. Like, inflate inflate Norway, inflate fucking South Africa, inflate something small. Like, fucking inflate India, (laughs) you fucking idiot. That is terrible. Although, that is the first time that we see Matson break down a little bit, like, from his really confident self. I mean, yeah, he has some, like, artists moments where he's a little like like trembly in his wording but like when Shiv confronts him about it he is like kind of at a loss for words which I thought was Mm -hmm. like a nice I don't know we haven't seen like a crack in him yet so I'm like okay finally because everybody's got a fucking crack we all have our shit you know besides the blood but I was like oh that's just you know you're fucking weirdo okay you know like that didn't surprise me as much but inflating the fucking numbers (laughs) <laughs> that's a shock yeah yeah what did you think about the whole thing the whole turn of events jack so yeah i definitely think that like like you said this probably killed shiv's sex drive towards him not just because of like the whole like oh you lied to me about this that and the other thing but also too because like she's personally involved in this she's putting her neck out for him just to find out that he didn't even have the courtesy to do the and hey, by the way, this isn't a problem, but it might be a problem, so you should know about this. And then when she does find out, he's just kind of like, you can fix it though, right? You're the PR lady. Just do your thing, robot person. Build another India. Like, yeah. Yeah, build another <laughs> India. Oh, God. <laughs> That's crazy. Make people believe there's another India. You're the marketing strategist. Yeah, seriously. Um. You know, well, I do. I do think that in in moments like this is where Shiv's um, her her like history and experience in politics really shines through because she's able to take in information that's absolutely groundbreaking and could lead to all of them nosediving and um, and she's able to just swallow it and think about it and you know put a plan in place. So I think that she will actually be able to hopefully help him get out of it, but like. At the same time, I don't know. Like, I agree, Maddie, just about, like, how he acted or, like, responded. But I almost, like, there's something that's fishy about him and Ebba and the whole thing. And I'm almost wondering, is all of that a play? Is all of that fake? Like, is he, is Ebba, like, like, is she giving around fake information to try to, like, psych them out or make them think that they have more power than they do 
so he mm-hmm. can come and grab. Because it, even when she when Shiv says, like, were you going to tell me about the numbers? He automatically knew that she was talking about India. Obviously, it's a huge thing. I mean, it's India. It's 1.4 billion people, right? So he <laughs> might, right. might it might have been natural for him to assume that anyways. But it almost felt, like, too on the nose. Like, he knew this is the party that we're going to circulate this this fib. And we're going to see how it plays. And, you know. Mm-hmm. So I almost like right. I don't want to be too quick to assume that that's all true, you know. Agreed. I go ahead. Oh, I I just think that <sighs> Matson is a creative genius, and I also think that like sometimes creatives use really simple tactics which is like spreading a rumor. It's so mm-hmm. high school. It's so fucking high school, but it makes people fucking crumble. Mm-hmm. So I do think that's a very good like theory. I don't know if it's theory, but I'm going to put it in theory category right now. Right, um, right. I do think that's a very good play. I mean, Matson is, uh, I don't know, he's like kind of boho and relaxed and like chill and he's got his little Swedish fucking gang who's all like, mm-hmm doesn't give a fuck about life and they're all like skull all the time drinking and shit yeah and we love that but i'm also like you're really loose in a sense so i think that like he plays games he gives me very fuck boy energy so i'm like yeah Mm -hmm. that's very on brand for being a fuck boy yeah a hundred percent i will also say too like i i'm also putting it in the theory category but like it would be very on the nose because if it is true, they kind of alluded to it. He even had that line where he was just like, yeah, I thought these people were going to be really complicated, but it turns out all you need is money and gossip. Mm-hmm. Mm. Great point. And, yeah. very good and point. also, like, his head of comms who, granted, if this isn't true and, like, all the blood bag shit is true, <laughs> his head of comms was very upset, but still... All it took for her after she said, I'm not giving you this fucking information if you don't know it, was Kendall just being like, hey, boo, you got a cigarette for me? Yeah, and that's all it took. Exactly. It, it, felt so, it felt really easy. And I'm like, Ebba, you hate him that much, but you are – and she said something about February. Like, this will all be over in February, and I don't know what that is. Like, but I just wanted to, like, note that because that's, like, one of the chronological, like, things. I'm just like, okay, this is chronology that we have to, like, pay attention to what happens in February. Why does the India thing matter then? But, like, she, I'm just like, yeah, Ebba, she said it very, she was Lucy Goose about it. Her lips were fucking loose. And as a head of comms, like, you know how important it is. And what the hell are these guys doing for you? Where is your leverage? Like, don't act like you're not high up in the corporate world. Like, you don't just give away information for free. You know, like, that's not how shit works. She should have bartered for that. And they would have given her anything she asked for for it. So, miss On the flip side, though. On the flip side, though, and I was thinking about it when I watched the episode, was um, when he's talking to Nate. So, like, Kendall has some very Logan-like attributes when it matters, like he did in the last episode with the whole uh like uh living plus uh uh presentation or even killing his dad in the press that's like something that logan would have done so he has it when it matters but he also still isn't logan and doesn't really have the juice like that so like uh when he was talking to nate um he was so bad at pitching him oh god it was so Uh, bad it was terrible but 
but Nate like had a line where he said like, "Hey, you're not Logan. I'm not Gil. That's a good thing." Yeah. So com- conversely, line. if if he was able to accomplish this, not by fucking cracking skulls and doing the whole "I know you, I know what you want," blah blah blah, like direct approach, but just kind of doing the "Hey, you got a cigarette for me?" Uh, like that also plays. Yeah, definitely. There are definitely times where Kendall can sell the shit out of something. And then there are other times where he just sticks his foot in his mouth and is and just like, what are you? So you're just talking shit right now. Like, this is a bad approach. It's too aggressive. When you're talking to somebody who, even if you've done shady business shit with in, in the past or political things with, like, he came at Nate so strong that Nate felt compelled to say, I am not comfortable having this conversation right now. I mean, it, it was just straight up illegal, unethical shit that you're just pitching really fast and hard and like, yeah. and not at all. Like he, there was no lube there at all. Like he hasn't didn't seen, even have a room. Exactly. Like, yeah. 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 Um, so it, the, but then the, do you have a cigarette? I was like, nice Kendall. Like that's yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. You need to disarm people first before you yes. try to fuck them in the ass. Like you got to let them lower their guts you know like yeah yeah, yeah, the subtlety of asking for a cigarette so it didn't feel like they were just standing there like like while she's outside stuck outside because she's smoking and they're just like around her and let me tell you what about smoking cigarettes first of all no one should ever smoke cigarettes because they're fucking bad for you but for any of those (laughs) who have may have had their venture with it i'll tell you Social fucking smoking is the shit, okay? And sometimes you just need to ask somebody for a cigarette so y'all can fucking heal some trauma together. Mm -hmm. Literally, Mm -hmm. all you need is five to seven minutes with the cigarettes and a bit of deep conversation. And guess what? You'll you'll find out about India, okay? It's really funny because it's like (laughs) it kind of goes with the the saying like deals happen on the golf course. Like it's also like rumors happen over the cigarette break. Like hundred (laughs) percent. Well, you know, I think just in general, like a lot of entrepreneurs, they work twenty four seven. But you know where a lot of their business happens in the day, like when they're not on the computer in restaurants, like out at places and venues doing Mm -hmm. things. It's Mm -hmm. not you know. Sure, there's boardroom meetings and they happen, but it's like the day-to-day shit in meetings is, let's talk about this over lunch. Can we meet for dinner to talk about this? I'm going to pitch you at at this scale. It's like, no, can you fly to Norway? Can you fly your entire team to Norway today on your private jets so we can talk about this business deal? Like, that's the level. At your dad's funeral. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays. I, there's something really off about Matson and just his whole demeanor, I think in the last couple episodes that I'm like, something's weird, some weird's happening here. Something, are you really like this puppy dog calling Shiv for a status update every 30 minutes? Like really, you know, I'm like, you never struck me as that kind of person. But then again, mm-hmm. it could be. He could just be a little insecure, you know, fuck boy and actually does need so much reassurance from like mommy Shiv because that's how I feel like the relationship is is going now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he does he does strike me as mommy issues, hundred percent. 
Yeah, I mean, especially if, like, let's just say that they didn't spread a rumor and everything is fucking true. I mean, even the way he is with Eva, I'm like, oh, you have some issues with women in your life, probably stemming from your mom. Understood. Very fucking clear. The way that he treats Eva is hard to watch. And, um, like, I would have, yeah, I would have beaten his ass so many times already. Nah. Yeah. Which, speaking of people who with punchable faces, um, <laughs> Greg. Fuck <laughs> Greg. I knew you were going to say Greg. <laughs> oh my god. I like him less and less by the episode, and yep. like I already kind of came into the season not let, like being the biggest fan, but I, I will say like I had a prediction at the very beginning of this season that Greg was going to betray Tom because that's just sort of where everything was pointing. And I think it's coming more and more true by the episode, especially yeah. since, like, Greg is becoming less clumsy as an interloper by the day. And, um, yeah, like, it, he just does anything he needs to. Like, he has a problem with weed. Like, it's like a very documented, like, I get too high and I throw up. And he's just ripping dab pens uh, with, uh, like, it's probably some, like, fucking 98% THC uh, shit that a billionaire have. And uh, he's, like, ripping it, just being like, yeah, bro, I fired, like, 50 people yesterday. HR (laughs) says I'm the shit. (laughs) Uh, I also hate him, but um, I really enjoyed both him and Tom in that moment. I know that's fucking horrible to say, but I think... (laughs) Right, right. It was just so fucking funny. Tom with the fake crying and then handing it right over to Greg. And God, Greg is just the guy who plays him, the the kind of like that awkward, it's almost childish. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like there's something kid-like about his character. <clears throat> um, I absolutely enjoyed it. It was horrible. I was like, oh my God, this is like 200 people's livelihood that you're fucking diminishing right now with no notice. Are you giving them severance packages? Like what is happening? Yeah. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. Um. So like that was horrifying, but also watching him do it. And I think uh, it was really nice to see him do that online because we've all been in such a Zoom video conference culture as of late and secondly like we all know that bullies hide behind screens Mm -hmm. and behind keyboards Mm -hmm. and i was just like what a fucking meta thing to do like on display for us as viewers i'm like god like shit dude like a lot of us we've all lived this life you yeah. know, we all have like little people, trolls behind the keyboard that are talking shit. And you're like, listen, if I ever saw you on the street, though, it'd be a lot different. Yeah. Um, that specifically, yeah. I think, was pulled. There's a lot of things in the show that are pulled directly from things that have actually happened. And this, mm-hmm. I believe, was like a call to like better.com. Um, the CEO on yep. Zoom fired like 100 people at once. Yeah. Um, I did not know that. Oh, no. It was like week three. It was like a parody. It was awful. Yeah. Oh, that's so, really uh, bad. My favorite part, and really what this writing, what they the writers do so well on the show is that they make these horrible things so like it's it's really like the satire of it. Because it's not just they're not just joking about death and things that like we all like know and see all the time. You know, I don't know. We see satire about death all the time. We see satire about divorce all the time, things like that. But like we don't really see 
satirical things about like mass like job loss and like yeah and and just how this actually like atn news and how it affects kids and etc but what was so good about this is because greg is so dorky and like innocent seeming he's just like going through like do 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 uh yeah you're all fucking he says good morning twice like yes it reminds me of like a south park episode actually it's like a satire and I don't know, it's, yeah, it's it's definitely like a South Park kind of-esque. And it's nice because we don't, you're right, we do not see that about business on such like a large scale, a very powerful corporate kind of setting. Um, God, I feel rat- bad inside my stomach now for laughing at that because I did not know it was based on a real event. Oh, no. A lot of what the show, a lot of the crazy asinine things that happen are based on actual things that have happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, Even just this current plot point, it's like uh, Fox selling to Disney, but then keeping Fox News because it was too toxic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but he carved ATN out of it was definitely a a Fox Disney situation, and then most most of what the um the family is, all of the characters are are really clearly based on like the Murdoch children and how that whole family mm-hmm. dynamic is, and so yeah, it's actually it's yeah, it's it's um, funny. Also, even in this universe, they couldn't let Bernie have the nomination. They just couldn't let it happen. Who the hell is Jimenez? Yeah, Jimenez. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. I'm like, you couldn't just give us Sanders. You couldn't just throw us a bone. <laughs> like, uh, but no, but it is It clearly that, you know, that, I think that's going to be interesting because we don't know who Jimenez is. We haven't seen Mencken at all this this season, but they've uh, they've talked about the election so fucking much that, like, it's clearly going to like, I mean, it's going to be huge. Um, it's, and it's going to like affect them all completely entirely. Um, and I think especially like Tom, like Tom might fucking crack at this. He's head of ATN, right? Like he is the one that it directly affects like his day to day, you know, mm-hmm. um, and the poor guy can't get any damn sleep. Let the man sleep on election <laughs> nights. Now get out of my fucking house. Yeah. Get out of his house. I've been to parties like that too, where the coach just comes out and is like, all right, everyone out. I'll go fuck. Oh, yeah. So have I. I've definitely been to parties like that too, where I'm like, oh, okay. I guess we're leaving. Yeah. Where's the after party? Especially after a fight with a spouse. Because that's the other thing. All they had between them in that whole screaming match was just a little glass door. You know, everyone inside heard all that. Everybody heard it. Yeah. And honestly, good on them because no one batted an eye. They kept partying like the fucking horse that they are. I honestly love that group of people for not acting like anything bad happened. They were just like, we're going to keep drinking. Oh, you guys are back? Great. Yeah, I feel like everybody knows Tom and Shiv. And yeah. so the idea of them hosting something together after being separated for what, however many months, like they expected that this show yeah. was going to be kosher. Like That's um, probably why half the people went. They were like, let's go see what happens. <laughs> money and um, gossip. Money and gossip. Hell yeah, money and gossip. I definitely would have been there for those two reasons. Solely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
I know the shit hitting the fan with the just the mats and stuff. The my god, this is like I feel like every episode there has been no normally in seasons you get like one episode, a couple episodes that are just story building and like they're mm-hmm. you know not fluff, but they're there to maneuver so that you can get really big episodes with really big. And I feel like there has been no story building episodes. Everything has been big. Every like every episode is something fucking huge that's happening. Um, so yeah. And just like to think that like just yesterday they were in LA doing the living plus thing. We had that whole thing. And now today at the tailgate party and all of this is happening and tomorrow's the election. I don't, what do you guys, okay. So this is actually something I just wanted to say, and then we can wrap um, after this, but uh, the, the way that the season is going to go, we have the election. That's going to be episode eight, then two more episodes. The funeral has to be one of them. Um, right. And especially if Roman's giving a eulogy, I can't fucking wait to cringe watching that. Um, <laughs> uh, so maybe episode nine is the funeral. Episode 10 is the fucking coronation. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I do wonder if like episode 10, they're just gonna, if they're going to like hit us like a two hour episode or something like that. Cause I can't imagine like wrapping up all these loose ends without something like that. Um, that said, I mean, uh, next episode, definitely the election. That's probably going to be a standalone thing. But also, like, it's crazy. Like, how long, how long has this body been on ice? Like, that's going to have to happen eventually. <laughs> funeral has to happen eventually. Yeah. yeah. And the other thing. I would say most funerals are within, like, three to seven days. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's been what almost a week. It's been yeah, it's we died be. episode three, so that was day three. We're on day eight, so it's been five days officially. Okay, so it might be on like day seven. So they can push him to like the Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Like they can mm-hmm. they can push to you know, especially for such an important person, they can you know where people have to make their way and travel to get to the right. that. So yeah, um, but, <sighs> but so, still though, I mean. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that I don't I can't even hazard a guess as to how this is going to end. All I know is that it's probably gonna be devastating and I'm probably gonna have incredibly mixed feelings about it. Um That's actually such a good point and I I I hate to say this, but I prefer that it does end devastatingly because this show I cannot one thing I know for sure is that I cannot see it ending well. No. Maybe one no. person will make it's, it. It's kind of like Game of Thrones, right? It like didn't end well. It's the the story has always been devastating. If they correct. don't sob, I will be upset. I want Right, right. I think maybe one person might make it out with like a okay ending like an a, a, like semi-happy ending maybe fucking well, who maybe it's that, though. who actually deserves that not a single one of them maybe Jerry. <laughs> right. i don't even know because she's old and experienced which means she's probably had to cut some fucking throats to get where she is so yeah yeah uh, i just want carl to buy his island and for jerry and frank to go make <laughs> all the time like i want the old guard <laughs> To have their day in the fucking sun. Okay. I, like, agree. I agree. 
<laughs> the only innocent person is Tom and Shiv's unborn fucking child. Oh, God, <laughs> Maddie. I'm sorry, but it's true. <laughs> and if that baby doesn't have a good life... <sighs> that baby's going to catch a stray in one of the next episodes. I'm calling it now. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but something is going to happen. Well, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so the presidency is going to definitely, the campaign, whatever is going to happen next episode. There's got to, they got to fit this baby shit in there somewhere. They can't put the baby with the funeral, although maybe life and death, who knows? But I'm like, I feel like that's too on the nose. I think it'd be more chaotic if they throw the pregnancy in with the fucking campaign presidency. And oh God, I don't know. I don't already know. the most stressful day of Tom's life. Yes, he would. He, <laughs> yes. Would, he would actually walk off a balcony. Yeah, I think he would break out in a fucking like what is it called when you get? Sometimes you can get it from getting really stressed. Is shingles? I feel like he would yeah. get shingles immediately. Oh my god! Yeah, the poor guy. He and he yeah. didn't even get any sleep when he did. Finally. I know. <laughs> I know. And he hasn't had any drugs, so imagine he didn't do any drugs at that party that we saw. So like he's just on he pure. <laughs> he wouldn't even drink coffee. He wouldn't drink coffee. Yeah, poor guy. Jesus. Meanwhile, Greg's smoking on some strong sativa. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking Greg. Yep, not a care in the world. Yeah, um, actually, my prediction is that Greg's going to get the throne. Because he's an idiot. And I just, like, i he's the least expected person to get it. <laughs> I kind of feel like, again, Game of Thrones, like, it was Bran who fucking got it. Sorry, spoiler fucking alert. Don't compare it to Game of Thrones. Don't do that to me. <laughs> At least not the final seasons. They're not the final seasons. Um, oh, you know what? Fuck yeah. The final it's seasons haven't come out fuck. yet. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys, if you haven't seen this, you've been under a rock for a long time. I'm so sorry. But Bran gets the throne. God. And oh, it was unexpected. We could have gotten through that without it really being a spoiler. But you know, I already it. said it. I already said it. <laughs> um, but anyways, I just feel like it's ah, it's gonna be fucking Greg. <laughs> I think I Greg know. is gonna end up getting uh, Tom's job. I think he's gonna end up being head of ATN oh or like something God. like that. I, I I don't think he's gonna get like the whole thing. I think Kendall's probably gonna end up getting the whole thing or Matson. It's either gonna be Kendall or Matson, but both of them like Greg enough and dislike Tom enough to just say, hey. Fuck Tom. Let's give it to Greg. Why not? Where does that leave Roman, though? Because Shiv already has her experience in politics. She can easily go back to that. But Roman has no experience anywhere else doing anything. So if Kendall gets it, Roman's not going to be cool with that. Where does that leave Roman? Developing the drug addiction that they've been alluding to the entire season. Well, that's a fucking other thing. I'm like, how are you going to give us little Easter eggs of him with pills and then not give us any more? Like, tell us what's yeah. coming. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, he, he's been doing shit that's out of character. And I think it's kind of like how in season three, like, other than a couple scenes of him, like, smoking blunts, you don't really see Kendall, like, be doing drugs. But it's, like, very obvious that he's on drugs. Yeah. I think that they're doing that a little bit more subtly with Roman because, like, even like when he fucking freaks out on Connor, that's not like characteristic of him. He's usually like the more laid back one. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that. I always kind of thought Roman was on drugs anyways, though. Like, just the way he is, I'm like, oh, you, like, maybe you're just more together. Like, you're not as fucking wild as Roman is, or as Kendall is about it. You know, yeah. like, Kendall will just, like, yeah. with his Kendall drugs. I don't Roman's like that. Roman's like, I have my fucking script, and I need my two fucking xanax every day yeah you know right right otherwise i don't sleep exactly taking drugs what drug this is fun if he was taking drugs what drugs would he be taking what's his cocktail Addy. adderall yeah Yeah, adderall for sure and probably xanax as well he just does them at different times in the day and that's bad that's so bad yeah uh what about shiv uh i think he's a seracol girly (laughs) (laughs) um shiv just gives alcohol yeah alcohol 100 percent. fucking alcohol yes wine mom wine mom energy yeah yeah and like she does not need methamphetamines to be like up and fucking i don't know direct and shit like she's like that already her personality is methamphetamine she needs she, she's definitely yeah she definitely um i would say uh definitely antidepressants for sure mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah alcohol and antidepressants think- it actually makes a lot of sense god alcohol i, I think that kendall, <laughs> i think kendall's just high off power now which like that's good good for him i guess kendall because uh, like Hard body, meth. yes, huh? yeah. <laughs> yes, meth. Yeah. Okay, very much meth. Riz, yeah, he gives meth so fucking hard, and I'm. Yeah, I really shouldn't reference this, but I will. There's an old thing on the internet that was like banned in the United States, but they used to make bums fight each other in like New York. It was yeah, bum, yeah, 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 bum yeah, fights, yeah. but like there's a couple bums specifically that from that series that Kendall like sometimes his energy just fucking reminds me of I'm like oh my god do you have a crack pipe in your collar yeah because <laughs> it's giving bling bling sir <laughs> but like I think it's like pretty clear that he's sober this season yeah we'll see how long that lasts but like I, I did think it was like really funny that first uh, episode where he's like guys I've smoked crack I need something to stimulate me at all times, or I will start smoking crack. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my god! Um, and then idle it's, hands, it's, baby. It's so exactly, and it's because he's manic. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So I and it's funny because when I think of like Frank and Carl, I just think weed. I just think like I want to see the oh, Hawaiian no. shirts. With a blind, yes. not even like weed. dispensary weed either. No, not even dispensary like weed either. Was, they get like some homegrown shit that looks like grass. Yeah. Yes, tongue fucking weed. That's what they're smoking. Yeah. That's seventy. Yeah. Um, they pick up yeah. in a Seven Eleven parking lot from like an old dude that's dressed like he's uh, a Seinfeld cast member. Hundred percent, literally. Yeah, literally. Yeah. My God. Um, that just reminds me of when Kendall sends Greg to find him coke and he goes to like Central Park. The shittiest coke I've ever done in my life, bro. Truly. <laughs> Greg's like, I can go my it my falls out, I'm gonna make you eat it. <laughs> oh, God. That's oh, a, that, that was a fun one. That was a fun one. <laughs> 
Um, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, let's wrap up. Jack, is there anything else that we didn't cover that you have been dying to say? Um, no pressure. Not that I can think <laughs> of. I mean, the only thing is, uh, I think we kind of touched on it earlier, just, uh, Connor and Willa uh, being like so wholesome. I think it's really funny just considering how like they were a running joke at the beginning of the, uh, a series, like, and now yeah. they are the only healthy relationship in the whole series. Just really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. for Connor, I guess. I, yeah. And honestly, I feel like <laughs> honestly, Connor. I'm glad that Connor got a win. Yeah. Like, yeah. at least he got one thing. And honestly, at least Willa got one thing. And, and I think maybe, like, the reason we like it is because the whole series is, is fucking devastating. So, like, again, like I said, the end of the series, like, that might be the only small win that we get because it's succession. It is what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Mm-hmm. Willa and yeah. Connor for life. Yeah. No, seriously. Um, <laughs> yeah, we love them. We love our dumb little idiots um, who have no actual talent. <laughs> we do. <laughs> My talentless playwright. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, oh, hi, Mark. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> I just said, oh, hi, Mark. Yeah. You get that reference. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, I mean, Maddie, is there anything that you have or did we did we cover it? I mean, the last thing I'll say is the first thing I said, fuck Shiv for life. Just wanted to end on that note to make sure everyone knows where I fucking stand. <laughs> she has three episodes left to redeem herself. She's not going to. I know, she's going to... None of them are going to redeem themselves. Even worse. <laughs> None of no. them. Their only... Their track is only getting worse from here. Like, they, they have been on a decline since Logan died, basically. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll see what shit they get into in the next few episodes. Um, I'm excited to see them fall, honestly. Like, as t- terrible as that sounds, I, it's the show. So I'm excited to see, like, what horrible shit they all end up in. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So we'll be back next week with a new episode. Um, next week we're having another guest on. Her name is Brandy. She was on already. Jack will be back with, with us. I think I believe the week after that. Uh, for mm-hmm. is that going to be the finale? No. I think the following week no. is the finale. Oh yes, and Maddie and I we haven't decided guest wise. We'll figure that out. We'll we're gonna yes. watch it. We're gonna see how we want to do that that pod episode, but. Check back every week. Um, we'll have guests on. And yeah. Uh, you want to say peace out, Jack? Peace out, everyone. And as always, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Hell yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> okay, bye. <No> <laughs>